Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast. I'm your host, Yvonne. Today's show, The Kyle Jetzel Story, Thriving in Chaos, is brought to you by You Are Dynamic, LLC, the personal development company that believes in and cares about you. Thank you so much for tuning in. The purpose of my podcast is to help you notice the pattern of negative choices you continue to make that are sabotaging your life and allowing toxic people a place in your life. You're going to hear stories from the Yvonne Vault and Yvonne-isms, and I'm also famous for playing the devil's advocate because I love to ask those thought-provoking questions just to get you thinking seriously about your life so you can make adjustments along the way. Well, this is the last episode with Kyle Jetzel featuring worry. There's three episodes that I did with Kyle in total, and this is the third one. And if you've listened to the first two, I know without a doubt you were blessed, educated, and encouraged. Kyle and his wife, Shelly, a true love story. But they certainly did have a lot to worry about, and I mean a lot. Because during their 30-year marriage, they had six children, including a set of twins on the autism spectrum, one on the severe end of the autism spectrum, of which Kyle now spreads awareness on numerous platforms, of which I'll link to this episode. When the books and therapists and everything else they tried didn't help, lower their worry and stress, Kyle and Shelly made it their business to understand what they could do to lower stress and better serve their family. Kyle has written so many articles on autism, one entitled How to Thrive in Chaos, which is the name of this episode, Thriving in Chaos. He also has a YouTube channel titled The Driven Autism Dad, as well as continues to share his vast knowledge on his Facebook page and other outlets. He's also written an ebook titled Thrive in Chaos. Everything that I've mentioned, I'm going to link in the show notes for you because hopefully you'll go and visit those links. Unfortunately, 18 months ago, Kyle lost his beloved Shelly and it left him even more reasons to worry. Instead, well, listen to what he did in his own words. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast. I'm here with Kyle Jetzel, and we're in the last, I want to say, 15 minutes we have left. So when we left off, Kyle was saying about his friend who went and knocked on the door of the man who had an affair with his wife. He said, I forgive you, and I'm rooting for you to have a happy life. And I when he forgive told me, you. I forgive you. And, when, and I'm, I'm rooting for you to have a happy life. And I, and I was shocked by this when he told me this. And I, because I'm thinking, I would want to kill this guy, right? And, <laughs> and, and 
He is like me, by the way. He grew up in the same atmosphere, so he's a fighter by nature, too. And I said, how could you do that? What? How could you get there? And you meant it. And he said, he said, I meant it. I said, how could you get there? He said, I laid that pain and that discouragement mm. and that bitterness at the feet of the Savior. And I said, I can't do this. I'm giving this to you. I know you suffered for my sins or for my pain, so I'm going to hand it over. And he Ooh. was free. He was free of it. And no longer. And he, 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 and he moved forward. And he didn't. He wasn't bitter at his wife. He, he forgave her too, the same. And he was free to, yes. to move forward, right? And be happy. Mm-hmm. He said, it's like you put them in jail. He said, but you're the jailer. You got to hold the key. You got to watch the jail to make sure they don't get out. He says, so you're the, in jail so, with them, basically. <laughs> so he says, you're, you're confined. You're on the outside, but you're confined to that jail cell because you got to watch. Yeah. He said, the minute you forgive them, you drop the keys and you are done. And he said, the only way you can truly forgive is to, it really is to hand those things over. Our Savior did not just die for our sins. He died for our pain and our suffering and all those worries and the fears and the doubt. Why do we not use our Savior for all those things? He, he did that for us. And it, and, it, and it makes us more reliant on him, which is beautiful. The more reliant which we means are, we're not worrying like we normally typically do. And as you mentioned, those things can't go on interchangeably in your mind at the same time. It's not possible. You said also, because I I went through the book, I didn't read everything, but I went through the book and you said Satan wants us to be distracted. He wants us to have too much on our plate. He wants us to be stressed and overwhelmed and he wants us to be stuck in the hustle and too busy to pay attention because that's how he creeps in. That's what my wife, wow. those are words directly from my wife. She uh, she was watching other families be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And you know, with, with six kids and two of them on the autism spectrum and one more severe, it's easy to do that. And so she, as she's watching these other women be overwhelmed, she said, I think she even said this there. She said, a lot of times I think God lets us see other things so that we can see if it's in us. Mm. And, and you can watch the world and learn lessons from other people. And so sure. she said, I'm Am I doing that? Am I overwhelmed with things that don't matter? Mm-hmm. Getting kids to all these sports, you know, making sure all these things that don't matter. What what matters is our relationships with each other and our family. Everything else is just a side note in our lives, right? Because we can't take anything with us except for who we are and who we love. Those can't are the take things anything with you. Can't You cannot. And so she said that she watched these other women be overwhelmed by, by being so busy that it distracted them from loving their kids on a deeper level and having time to sit at the kitchen table and draw every Thanksgiving. She would cover our table with brown paper and we would all write what we're grateful for and draw. And she would roll them up and we've still got them all down in the basement. We've got got 20 20, and we can unroll them and see drawings that our kids did when they were four and five and six years old. And we would have so much fun giggling at it. And these are memories that do not go away, right? These are, these are beautiful interactions. But it's because we weren't so busy trying to get here and get there and go here and go there. And she made that a uh, priority. Uh, one of the things you can think it's right there on that door right there is a chalkboard. I don't know if yes. you can see it. Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't think there's much written on there. But at the beginning of every summer, she would cover it with things we're going to do this summer with the kids. And they would go through and just mark. And, and it was things like we're going to paint all do a painting and we're going to all do this and we're all going to you know, go swimming at this, uh, at this creek over here and we're all going to jump off a cliff. You know, she just had so many, 
And I'm like, where did you come up with this stuff? She said, this is the kids. They, that's what they want to do. So we're going to do it. This. Mm. And, and she would do these things with them and they would mark them off. And you see this, it would just get marked off every day throughout the summer. Kids would, you know, sometimes they go back to school and they say, what'd you do this summer? Right. My kids had a list right there. Mm -hmm. They would be like, we did, this, we did this. And it's because we weren't so busy trying to do the things that didn't really matter. Things Make that matter. The main things, the main things that's important. Yeah. You and, also and again, said that, that Shelly came up with that strategy, good versus evil. She did. Yeah. And I've got it. The reason I've got it on a little piece of paper is because it's the same strategy. She believed and she taught this to us. She said, God wants us to be happy. The devil wants us to be miserable. And she said, so she, what she did, and I've got it on this little piece of paper here. And I've actually, I've actually pulled it up and I might be able to share it on the screen with you. You showed it to me when we talked before. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what she said is she said, emotions can fall into one of two categories. She just called it what she believed it was evil. If it leads you away from God is evil. Okay. That's if good. That's good. That's good. It's black and white. Right. And it may, makes it easy. Right. And so she made a list of, she said, God's want, God wants us to see, succeed and be happy. The devil would love for us to fail and be miserable. Which so on one opposite, side, right? Yes. On one yes. side, she wrote the enemy are evil emotions. And she wrote obsession and worry and doubt and fear and discouragement and confusion and uh, frightening and judgment and, and frustration and bitterness and anger. And on the opposite mm -hmm. side, she wrote the opposite emotion. Across from obsession, she wrote calm. Across from worry, she wrote comfort. The thought that she had was, if I feel those emotions, I'm going to write them out. And we put this all over the house. Yes. Right. And she said, if I feel an emotion on one side, I'm going to the opposite. Yes. And I'm going to write it in and I'm going to focus on that. Right. Because I know God wants me to be happy. Right. If I'm worried. That's right, not of God. I want to be comforted. And so, so the opposite. So she said, okay. This is not of God because worry is not of God. So instead, let's think about comfort. And even thinking about comfort, you get a different mental picture as you would get if just looking at the word worry. It is yes, that's that's how okay. Yeah, and so yeah. so what she did was she said, I'm gonna I'm gonna copy something here real quick for you. So she uh, as you did. She, you guys both planners. So you both like take action. So instead of having the worry turn in, turn your body into pain and twist it all up and upset and disgusted, yeah. you want the opposite. You want to take action. You don't want to curl up in the bed, face the wall and say, my life is over because right. I'm so worried about this, that it has me taking these actions. Instead, you make a plan. And that's the, that's what I said. Uh, and, and I'm going to um, do the thumbnail. Good versus evil is a surefire way that Shelly came up with. And it's been working for yeah. you and your family all these years. And 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 it's interesting because it, you know, when, when she passed away, I, I knew that this had destroyed families. And that ain't happening. I ain't having that. <laughs> right. So I said, right. I got, I'm got to go into this and I got to make a plan. I mean, I, I trust in God, but also I think God trusts in me. He wants me to take action and creating a plan 
with my family and saying, hey, we need to write out a list of emotions we may have. Do they take us towards God or away from God? And that's right? so simple, Kyle. Isn't that simple? Does it take you to God or take you away from God? Right. That's a solution right. that's simple. It's not something that you need to go look up in the dictionary or the encyclopedia. Right. It's just that simple. Yeah. And you got to be conscious of those thoughts. You got to catch them early. Because if you don't catch them early, you go down that rabbit hole and you're in trouble. And now so we're talking about family, solutions here. We are. For worry. We are. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, and any of those thoughts can take us to worry, right? If you're, if you have doubt in your life, across from doubt, she wrote created belief. If I, if I have doubt in my life, that takes me away from God. What takes me towards God? Belief. I need to, I need to have belief in that what I'm doing and the action I'm taking is going to take me towards God. She, she has uh, frustration on one side. Mm -hmm. Frustration takes us away from God. What's the opposite of that? Fascination. Fascination takes us towards God, right? We talk to people all the time that frustrate us, but are, do we ever get fascinated by why they are the way they are? That's that's a different perspective. If you're talking to somebody and they're frustrating you and you say, I'm, I'm getting angry because I'm frustrated with you. Mm -hmm. Why not ask yourself, this is fascinating that you think this way, that you, what got you here? What is going on there? And it make, it changes the way you view. And it now takes not, your mind away from the negative away from the worry or right. whatever this is, it's taking it you away from God. It does. And fascination makes you want to understand people. Where did they come from? How did they get where they're at? That's a godly thing, right? That, that's a, an emotion that takes you, educates you and, and helps you understand people's perspectives. They're different than yours. People do things that work. We just don't understand why sometimes. Right. So instead mm -hmm. of frustrated with human beings, Let's be fascinated. How did they get there? How, why do they think that? I, I, I don't understand. Why do you think that, that way? What a different way to approach things. And yes. so, I mean, judgment, if you want to, you know, you're being, a lot of times we're judgmental of ourselves, True. right? We don't even treat ourselves as kindly as we should. That's judgment is, takes us away from God. Mercy takes mercy. us towards So we say, you know what? God is merciful. I can pass judgment on my mistakes. And I can beat myself up mm -hmm. and I can take myself in, down this hole of pain and suffering. Or I can think God is merciful. I need to be merciful in myself and I need to try to do better next time. Now, if I if I see the world from his eyes, I want to be merciful. I used to be a judgment guy. My wife taught me because of her beauty and her love to be a merciful. And I'm so glad because I don't want to be judged. I want to have grace in my life. I want God to be graceful to me. I'll never forget one day we were watching TV. And a story came on about a, a person who had snatched a kid away and abused him. Mm -hmm. And where I grew up, I'm going to take this boy out in the back and I'm going to hurt him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was getting agitated as I watched this. This is early mm -hmm. on in our marriage. And I'm getting agitated. And my wife says, what's going on? I said, I can't believe this. But only don't you let me find this sucker. I will take him out. right? And I'm going off. And she said to me something. She said, you know what? Maybe you should focus on the love and compassion for the family that this happened to instead of the anger and frustration of the man who did this. Mm. I said, she gave you a, another perspective. What a beautiful way to compassion. Right now, when I see things happen, I don't focus on the anger and the frustration with the people who committed the crime. I'm, I'm looking at the family and I'm going, how can I help that? That is That helps, helps me stay godly, closer to God, have mercy. Have grace because that's what I want when it all boils down. I don't want to be judged. 
I want God to be merciful with me. I want him to give me grace. And I need to do that in my own mind too. If I feel guilt over something I've done, I can judge myself, but it will take me away from God. But if I say, you know what? I can do better. I know God will give me mercy if I repent, if I turn to him, I lay my sins at my Savior's feet. He'll show me mercy and I can Mm -hmm. get better, move closer to him. I can, I can, you You know, develop a better relationship. Yeah. You said repent. Yeah. So you have to do something first. You can't this just say, Lord, have mercy and grace on me without oh. coming to him and saying, I realize I was wrong. And I do I know that's not pleasing to you. So Lord, please forgive me. And to repent means to do a 180 and not a 360. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a big action step too. And that that it doesn't make sense to lay your sins at the Savior's feet if you're going to keep on doing them. Right? <laughs> exactly. Because you, you're not, you know, Kyle, I always say this, and we have like five minutes left, but sure. I always say that there's a difference in asking for forgiveness and repenting. Forgiveness yeah. to me means, oh, yeah, I asked for forgiveness, but I'm probably going to do it again. But when you repent, there's a change in the heart. Right. which means you're going to turn away from it, not to go there again. Right. And you, you can only do that with the help of the Holy spirit, but you're enlisting the help of the Holy spirit when you repent in your heart and then turn away from it. Right. So I wondered about this, about what Shelly would say, uh, worry can sap your energy, make you feel defeated and discouraged and make you incapable of being the wonderful person. God, would have you be and then Shelly would also say when my emotions and worry become more important to me than my love for others I've got a real problem yeah in closing today Kyle and I want to thank you again you were so heartfelt and and share so much wealth of information so I appreciate you for this what would Shelly want us to know the most effective thing to do as a cure for worry? I think she would want us to know that there are no problems and no fears and no doubt that cannot be overcome through turning to the Savior and turning to our Heavenly Father. A lot of the things I think that we fret about when you lose a loved one, especially, you know, when I when I lost my wife, it made me rethink. Right. right? Like there were so many things that were on Shelly's plate that when she passed away, they didn't get done. And guess what? It didn't matter. What mattered was that she was consistently showing her love to her family, friends, People that knew her loved her. She didn't miss out. She was thinking of others. She would, when she passed away, I remember I found a box full of lemon. Mom had heard her friend Shayla was struggling a little bit. And she was putting this box together. And she knows, she knows Shayla loves lemons. And she had been out finding lemon plates and lemon bowls and lemon towels and lemon hand, you know, everything she could find with lemons. And she was packing this box up. And and I said, well, we got, we got to finish this up. We got to pack this up. We got to send this to Shayla. And that mm-hmm. was who she was. But all the, all the little things that we think matter don't matter. I got a closet full of clothes from my wife that I can't, they don't matter. I got rings and watches and there's so many, there's things, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. What Shelly did and what I want to do, what I want my legacy to be, is people know I love them. People are brightened by me. People, I'm going to have people feel the spirit, whether I, whether we talk about religion or not. 
I want them to see my brightness. Mm-hmm. And I want them to say, I feel different when I'm around Kyle. I want people to, I want my people, my friends to know I love them. I want my kids to know. My kids know. She knows we loved her. And that's a beautiful thing. If, you, if somebody passes away, I've got no regrets. She knows. Mm-hmm. And I know. And so that's what she would want all of us to, to know is stop fretting about things that don't matter. Money don't matter. It, it's gone. What matters is the love you share with people, the kindness, the compassion, lifting people up. People, human beings are mad because that, that's what God created us for is to, is to be there for each other, to connect with each other and be kind. And we and can't do did. that if we're in our minds and worried and stressed and fearful. And we can't do that if that's what's going on in our minds. You're exactly right. Yep. We can't be our best. If we, we got to be kind to ourselves first, right? We got to, we got to love ourselves first. We got to be merciful to ourselves first and graceful to ourselves. And the way to do that is to control what goes in and what we keep in there. They say garbage in, garbage out, right? It takes a lot of work. (laughs) It takes a lot of work. And I know people, people say I'm built different. And I say, no, I've worked at this. I I fight. (laughs) When your wife passes you away, you know, that's, that's my worst fear. I went through a phase where I said, could I have done things differently? And I went down that rabbit hole one morning and I wrote about it. It was terrible, but I knew what it did to me. It took me away from what I'm here to be. There right? you what go, God right there. Yep. So exactly. worry, worry us away from who God wants us to be and who we want to be. And we want to be happy. God wants us to be happy. Let's, let's keep our minds full of things that keep us happy and keep us pointed towards our Wow, what an interview. If you were listening carefully, you could hear the raw emotion in Kyle's voice as he shared his love for his wife, Shelly, with me, a complete stranger. I hope you gather your friends together to listen to this again because it was certainly soul-stirring. And remember to click the links in the description. I just want to thank you again for being a regular listener to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast. I'm inviting you to tune back in every day. Go through my contact list and get educated about everyday life issues. After all, that's what the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast is about. Shout out to my listeners in the United States. And a special shout out to my listeners in Germany, Romania, Croatia, Australia, the UK, Italy, and Canada. Isn't it awesome? And you can also listen to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast on Apple, Podvine, Google Podcasts, and many others. Remember to subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast so we can get the word out and you're notified when a new episode is posted. Remember, go back and listen to some of the previous Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship episodes. You will be blessed. Also, I love it when you reach out and tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you'd like to hear. Tell me some things I can do better. Tell me some things that you really enjoy. You can contact me at YvonneTheAuthor at gmail.com, of which I also put in the show notes. And there's also a poll that you can take after listening to the podcast. And until we meet again, I want you to always remember that you are dynamic. Why? 
because despite everything you've been through, you're still here.